0: Hello, and thank you for listening to the Hilariously Unemployed podcast. I'm your host, Dana Duckworth, also known as the Big Speaker. My goal with this podcast is ultimately to get someone hired. I know all too well the impacts of unemployment and layoffs. My guests and I hope to provide insight and resources that will support someone in gaining their next opportunity. You can support the Hilariously Unemployed podcast and those who are impacted by unemployment By giving this podcast a five star review, sharing it with someone who's hiring, or someone who's hilariously unemployed. I hope that you enjoy the show and find some laughter throughout. Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of the Hilariously Unemployed podcast. I am your host, big speaker, Dana Duckworth, AKA Speak Up Dana. And thank you for joining me here another week to talk about hilariously unemployed situations and tell more layoff stories, unfortunately. I'm so thankful and grateful always that you all have joined me. And just to catch you up on my week, it was an amazing week. I feel really, really good. Um, I wrapped up a committee that I was on this year. That was a great experience. I'm getting notifications of committees that I'll serve on next year. So I'm planning for 2024. That's always awesome. I had a chance to speak to some students that are in the Leasing Training Academy in Maryland that Candice runs. And it is absolutely an amazing program, and I'm so thankful and grateful every time she reaches out to say, will you talk to the students and tell them your story about how you got started in multifamily housing? So shout out to Candice Manning and the LTA program that she is running. It is so amazing, and anything that I can do to support that program, I absolutely will. Now, I'm still hilariously unemployed, but y'all know I have many roles, many jobs, and many opportunities One of these opportunities I would like to be to speak to someone's organization for Black History Month. Don't wait until the last minute to book your Black speakers, y'all, okay? (laughs) We are active, available, and planning our calendars for 2024. We want to be able to share our stories in Black History Month, and every month, honestly, but make sure that you are intentional and thoughtful in your planning for Black History Month. We know it comes every year, so don't be a last-minute Lucy. All right, that's enough of me and my rant. Let's go ahead and kick off the show. I am so pleased to welcome another guest who was brought to me um, through the last episode, one of the last episodes through another guest that was actually featured on the show. We'll talk about that once I get her introduction done. But today we have Star Stevenson, who is going to be joining us, and she has a 15-year remarkable career that is in marketing. Her story is truly one that is very unique, and our discovery call was filled with laughter. I'd like to welcome her to the show. Star, tell the Hilarious. Hello. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me, Dana. (laughs) You are so welcome. Now, tell my audience, before we get into your unemployment story, how you find out about the Hilariously Unemployed podcast.
1: Yeah. So um, a good friend of mine from college, Jessica, um, she was on your show and I joined and I listened and I laughed and I thought, man, I've got a pretty funny story too. (laughs) So I reached out to you. That is
0: correct. So Jessica was on episode 15, I want to say, of the podcast titled uh, The Happiest Place on Earth is available to you on all podcast platforms or wherever you get your podcast on. And she shared her story about being laid off while she was in line for a ride at Disney. So that was indeed a very funny episode. And it brought me Tiffany, who has, I'm sorry, it brought me Star, who has an even, I'd say, funnier story to me. Well, we'll we'll let the audience be the judge. So, Star, this is the way we kick it off. How long have you been hilariously unemployed?
1: I have been very unemployed for the past ninety days exactly. Wow, <laughs> we hit it on the head with this show, joke, huh? Three full months.
0: Okay. So you're unemployed now. You've been unemployed for three full months. Can you tell us, so we're going to start from the beginning, how you got your start in your professional career, and then we'll work our way over to your current layoff.
1: Absolutely. Um, So I, like many others in 2008, 2009, when the recession hit, graduated from college and did not have any job prospects because everybody else was already getting laid off. So I... Moved to um, the D.C. area where I had family. I started applying for jobs. Um, spent some time as a leasing agent for a luxury apartment community where I could not afford to live. <laughs> um, and eventually um, landed a really great opportunity with a Norwegian defense company selling remote weapon stations or marketing remote weapon stations to the federal government, essentially the United States Army, Marines, Um and and navy so i i was working on king street um living the dream <laughs> hanging out with remote weapon stations
0: how does one market a remote weapon station do you use puns or <laughs> is that frowned
1: upon yeah it's a little different in the government space it's a lot of um it's a lot of more like traditional marketing with industry events, a lot of um handshaking, meet and greeting, a lot of meetings, and then subsequently RFPs. The the government says they need something, and then you know, we try to win the business through um a proposal. And uh, but it was fun. It was um it was a strange time to be alive. Um, there was still very much a war happening. In Iraq and Afghanistan, um, the United States military was purchasing these remote weapon stations. They were valuable in saving lives of our soldiers. They protected our soldiers, um, so it felt really good doing it. It mm-hmm. felt like, yeah, we're doing something awesome here. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And and I learned a ton. I was I was really young. I was really stupid. I, you know. Didn't know what I was doing yet, and it was a great start to like learn a lot of different things and and get my hands into a lot of different um, pots, I guess, at, at the company.
0: Yeah, that definitely sounds like a <laughs> learning experience. So you said that you all you marketed through more traditional means, like conferences or whatever. Did you all like have trade shows to show off the weapons? Because yeah, yeah
1: wow, that exists it is called uh one of the big ones is AUSA and it's a massive um trade show that like the various you know companies bring out all of their um examples of their machinery you're talking from Vs, um you know massive guns and firearms um like all sorts of different you know um night vision you know, all the all the things you could like never imagine all in one place mm-hmm. And this yeah. is where
0: you got your spark and said that I want to market because marketing weapons was, I mean, it's not as colorful as other marketing. So I just don't know how you stuck with it. after
1: that. I don't know. It was just so like, there was so much random things. I mean, okay. So I'm 24 mm-hmm. or 23. I joined this company. I'm suddenly I have access to um a phone, which I mean y'all back then I didn't even have anything but text messages on my cell phone. suddenly, I had an iPhone <laughs> and I had internet, and I got to go to fancy dinners and then I was you know planning big user conferences and like all of a sudden, I had like all this access to spending corporate <laughs> money, I guess mm-hmm. that sounds terrible, but it was like suddenly you know, I was just doing all these things and I was meeting all these like important people and I was talking to generals and going to the Norwegian embassy. And I mean, it was just rapid and fun and I, I really loved it and they were really good people. Um, and you know, the irony is Norway, you kind of think of as like very, um, uh, like, like kind of like Switzerland, right? Like they're, they're usually kind of right there in the middle. They're not taking sides. And, what they were doing and what they created was such a cool product, um, but they were very cautious of how they marketed it too. Like we weren't really focusing on the the weapon aspect of it. We were focusing really on the the protection of of lives. Right? It was literally called the protector. Like that was what we were marketing. Yeah. Um, so
0: yeah, that makes complete sense to market it as protection um, for the soldiers. Well, thank you for taking me (laughs) like you're the first person who's had that experience ever on the show. So I'm very random. (laughs) So how did you work your way out of that situation? And what was next for you?
1: I mean, I got laid off. Uh, That was, (laughs) I suddenly wasn't there anymore. Um, You know, I, uh, I did not see it coming. As I mentioned, I was very young. I wasn't making a lot of money. Like, let's be honest. I was living in a basement apartment with no windows. Oh. Um, well, DC, <laughs> <Korea>. <laughs> like it was rough, <laughs> but I was having a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, obviously the uh, war had officially sort of ended, even though I think we all know, like we were still in, you know, pockets mm-hmm. of these places, but the the funding sort of slowed down. They did layoffs. I was impacted. And oh man, I was twenty-five, twenty-six. I was like, what? Me? Yeah. I'm laid off. Like, why? Like, I'm not even making any money. Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing here? You like, pay me in a- Skittle. Money. Why don't you want me to start? <laughs> I'm so cheap. I'm cheap labor. Yeah. Um, and it was a real like it was a real hit. Like, I think this, you know, I think the first layoff for anyone is probably the most emotional. Mm -hmm. I was also young, so I was already kind of emotional. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, you know, sort of showed up for work and HR was there and my my VP was there and it was like, Hey, we got to talk. And yeah, I was really devastated. These people had become, and they still are like family. Like you, you really, you spend a lot of time, you're traveling with people and it, felt like all the stages of grief, yeah. right? Like I didn't want to believe it. I, I really struggled with it. Um was very emotional. And and I, you know, had to like, you know, pack my stuff up and like, here's my badge. And I had to leave. Um did you and get so, escorted out? Was there security or it was just like yeah. No, okay. there wasn't security. Someone walked me out so they could take my badge. Like we had to use badges to get in and out. Um but you know, I'm like, I'm like texting my fiance. We weren't even engaged. Actually. It was my boyfriend. We were living together at the time. He's now my husband. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, I got laid off. (laughs) Like I got laid off. Like what? Um, and you know, at that time, like I didn't have any savings really. I was, you know, so young and so inexperienced and I wasn't making a ton of money. Um, and it was like, what am I going to do? Um, and so I kind of went home and I had this like little wallowing party, yeah. pity party for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then um I I actually my my dad felt sorry for me and um he travels a lot so he had a lot of points. He was like, "I'm going to send you to Arizona to help your friend move, um get you out of get you out of your head for a week. Mm-hmm. Let you have a break, take a breather." Mm-hmm. And um and so I did and then in, of course I didn't actually take a breather. I was applying for jobs like a psychopath. Mm-hmm. And I got lucky enough that, um, I found a, a sort of a, like a temper, like a temp agency or, or something. Um, and they had a immediate need for, you know, just like a, a fill in while somebody was on maternity leave. And so it's like, whew, it bought me a little bit of time. Yeah. And it was like a six week, um, you know, job. And at least I had something while I continued to look and it, it just made me feel so much like safer almost. Yeah. Well, um and so I did
0: that it was nice to have that little security blanket yeah it was, to it was out great
1: and then I I got really um I was really fortunate I landed a job literally I ended that job and started an, a new job within like a week um and so I wasn't out of the game for long and I you know I left I, I the new company I was making a little bit more money mm-hmm. it seemed all around like this as unfortunate as it was you know it worked out for the best right okay I'm yeah. good um and I don't think my dad has ever been prouder of me because I didn't just land at any company. I landed at a firearm manufacturer. Okay. And wait a, um, wait a minute
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> Not going from weapon stations to a firearm manufacturer. Your
1: marketing skills have to be impeccable. I mean, yeah, it was um it it made sense, right? Again, they were, they had a whole branch and division dedicated to the, the government and the military. And so it seemed, they were also um, based in um, Belgium. So it, it it was like perfect in on paper. It was perfect. It was like, this is right in my wheelhouse. Like it was events and trade shows and it was great. Um, it wasn't the greatest experience. I didn't stay very long, but Like I said, Curtis has never been prouder, um, Mm -hmm. because as a retired, you know, military individual himself, he's like, "Oh yeah, hurrah! Like, way to go!" (laughs) Um, I I think I broke his heart when I left. Um, But it wasn't—it wasn't a great environment. It it was really strange, and um, I met a lot of great, a couple of great people there that I'm still friends with. But I just pretty quickly realized, like, this was not a I, I, yes, I'm making more money, but what did I do to make it? Yeah. Um, what kind of decision have I made? And so I, I, um, I left again (laughs) to, to go to a, um, uh, reseller. So this was kind of my first start into software. And so I went to a, okay. So we got you out of the weapon, out of the weapon. Yeah. We are out of the weapon. Still with the government still kind of was it like cyber security? (laughs) No, it was actually, it was partially cyber security too, but um, they were a reseller. So they took all these like great software products and, and packaged them up with services and sold them to the government. um, Kind of helping alleviate the feeling of like, you're, you're not just picking a company or a piece of software based on like inside information or anything. It's like, Hey, we're, we're presenting you with the right products for your solution. And mm-hmm. you're not, you know, you're not feeling like you're, you're forced to be with one vendor for the rest of, of time. Um And so it was, it was great. And I loved it and I would have stayed forever, but I, eventually um, my husband and I did get married and we wanted to buy a house. And if you know, DC, yeah. that probably wasn't going to happen. Um, so we moved to North Carolina where I'm from originally. and, and, I, you know, eventually knew I couldn't keep commuting to DC every couple of weeks, so I moved on to a healthcare company doing events. Okay, being um, healthy. We go from a weapon <laughs>
0: station to firearms to cybersecurity to now health. It's an
1: evolution. Yeah. It is an evolution. Um, But then I got a call from this great company called Bronto and like shout out, it's literally one of the greatest companies I've ever worked for Mm -hmm. in terms of culture and experience. And, and I'm there, I get a call. I I can't turn it down. Like they are known in the area where we're in Raleigh, Durham, as one of the best places to work. So I take it. I'm like, yeah, I'm here. I'm great. I'm pumped. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm at Bronto. We get acquired by NetSuite. And then we get acquired by another company called Oracle. You might've heard of them. Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) I might've heard of
1: that. (laughs) I I am loving it. I mean, this was like, literally, again, I would have never left. I never would have left this company because they were so wonderful. Um, But unfortunately, Um, I, along with a lot of people, were laid off. My experience just happened to be a little different because everyone else was in the office that day, but I was in Australia. Wait, 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 wait.
0: Before we even go there, because this this is something that we need to lead into.
1: Okay.
0: So let's go back a little bit. So you're working for this company that you absolutely love and it
1: gets acquired. What role were you working in? What capacity were you working for this
0: organization?
1: So I was under the demand gen function, specifically handling all of like our events. And I supported both North America and APAC. So I spent a lot of time with the Australia and Singapore Mm -hmm. teams. I, yeah, doing events.
0: And how much were you traveling for this employer at that time?
1: Um, I traveled in the U.S. probably once every month or Mm -hmm. so. And then I had already at this point gotten the opportunity to travel to Australia for, um, for a big event that we were hosting um, a few months before. And I was then going on a second, I was on a second trip to Australia.
0: Okay. So when the company was acquired that you absolutely love, things changed. And I feel like acquisition just equals layoffs. This may not be true, but this has been in my experience. This has been it does. If, yes. if your role is made redundant, as I learned from a former guest, Tess, then it is time for you to say goodbye. Um, so, if they already have a person who does what you do you may not yeah. continue to be there. So anytime I hear acquisition, it, it honestly makes me shudder and be like, oh God.
1: <laughs> it's hard, right? Because acquisitions happen in so many different ways. So in this case, initially we were very much still intact. Bronto operated as, as its own uh, entity, even before, you know, when NetSuite had initially acquired us too, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there wasn't quite as much uh there might've been some initial concern, but then by this point it had been several months, maybe close to a year that we had been through this. So we were, I think we were probably feeling a little good. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were, we were traveling, there were no budget constraints. There was Mm -hmm. no glaring reason to think that, or at least in my memory, I don't remember anything like glaring at me going, this might not work out long term. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I was living the dream in Sydney and Melbourne and I had been there for three weeks. Okay. Um. So Star, then, star goes to Australia for, what was it, a conference? Uh, It was
0: like multiple events, like back to back. And there was a trade show, is my understanding, yes. right? So yes. you were in Australia for three weeks at this time. Yeah, and t- walk me through what your week is like, what you're doing, and then
1: take me there. Well, <laughs> Let me just tell you, um, if you haven't been to Australia, it's absolutely phenomenal, and I highly recommend it. Um, like I said, it was my second trip, so this was, you know, I was at the end. Total total time I'd spent was like five weeks, and it was incredible. My mom even came out because she was like, hey, free hotel room? I'm cool. coming. Yeah, And um, had spent a week with me in Sydney. And so I'm I'm there, I'd would i been in uh, Melbourne first for an event. I'd come back to um, Sydney for some things and then um, was actually back in Melbourne for like the final event of the three weeks. And then I was planning to head home. Um, and I'm it's the last day of the trade show and I'm peacefully asleep before my final day. And then I had planned to then fly back to Sydney spend the night and then get on my long haul flight back uh, the, the, the last day. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I wake up to a missed call from from my company and it's like a, a generic number. And I was like, huh, that's weird. And then I <laughs> listen to the voicemail and it's like, Hey, you need to call us back. And I was like, Oh, shucks. I'm probably about to get laid off. <laughs> <Don't call that>. <laughs> <laughs> so I like call the number back and I'm like, hey. <laughs> and they kind of tell me, they're like, hey, like, um, unfortunately, you know, you've been let go, but don't worry. Don't worry, Star. We're not turning off your phone. We're not canceling your credit card. You are a special case. We recognize that you are literally in another country. You are technically employed until next Tuesday, okay. unlike everyone else at the office who I wasn't, obviously, I wasn't the only one impacted. It was a, it was a pretty big impact. There was probably In my department, my marketing department alone, there was like half of us were Mm -hmm. just, you know, gone. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, don't worry, you know, you're getting special treatment. (laughs) Well, you were in Australia, so I would hope.
0: (laughs) We just wanted to let you know before you landed back here in the U.S. that you're not going to have a job. But we're going to hold you down while you're over there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so I still had a whole day of a trade show. And um, I decided, okay, well, they're employing me until Tuesday. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to go, I'm going to finish it out. I'm going to pack it up. I'm going to, I'm going to be strong. And you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, it didn't feel anything like the first time, right? I, I didn't feel that uh, negative emotion. I I was very calm. I was okay. You know, it sucks. So but it me, wasn't... Like the trade show, where you like trying to
0: charm customers and handing out swag and trying to get them to do business with you all?
1: No. No, the team there knew obviously pretty quickly what happened. And they sort of like let me sort of float kind of in the background. And okay. then... I took a very long lunch with a colleague who who bought me lots of wine. Uh-huh. It was very kind. So you took um, a wine lunch. You took a wine lunch. I took a long lunch. <laughs> um, yeah, and so then I packed it all up, and I needed to get back to Sydney for my, you know, to check in to the hotel, and then the next morning I was supposed to go home. During during that flight, um, obviously, like with the time change and stuff. I get, I land, I land in Sydney and my phone no longer works. Ooh, they got you and wrong. I'm, they, uh, somebody didn't get that memo that I was a special case and, Wait, and that have, happens by the way. Did like, you it's have a, a personal phone or did you only have your phone? I did not. I had made the decision that it didn't make sense to keep having a second phone. Okay. So I am currently in Australia without access to a phone. Um, and I'm kind of panicking a little, but like low key. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? It's an English speaking country. Mm-hmm. I can figure this out. I can obviously get to my hotel. It's Sydney. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but then I'm getting kind of like upset. I'm a little bit annoyed. Well, yeah. Um, and I'm like, shoot, like, I'm going to try to check into this hotel room. What if my credit card my corporate card doesn't work it does thank goodness because then we would have we would have been really in a problem because I definitely did not have like some big credit card to back myself mm-hmm. um and so I get in there I check in everything you know and I'm I'm just kind of annoyed and angry I'm probably getting a little bit more angry by the second because I'm like man how are you gonna leave an employee on the other side of the world without access to a phone <laughs> yeah that is wild Um, I sent some maybe not well thought out or kind emails during that um, (laughs) time period. Wait, the hotel computer to do that? Well, I had access to the Wi-Fi at least. Um, So I'm using my, I'm not locked out of my computer or anything yet. Great. Um, And now I have FaceTime. So I'm FaceTiming my husband. It's, you know, late in Australia. It's early morning, you know, back in in the U.S. Everything's a mess. (laughs) Um. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. And and my husband is so great. He's like, I'll take care of it. I'm going to call Verizon. You know, by the time you land at home, you'll have a phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that doesn't really help me right now, but okay. Um, and, and so I sent a lot of really not, not just, I should not have sent any emails that night. I should have been barred from using my words. Um, <laughs> I was not happy. Who were you but, sending the email to? <laughs> um. I'm pretty sure I copied a lot of people um, on them, but it was mostly like, Hey, like this just isn't the way to handle something. And like, I'm, I'm a person still, you know, like, and the people I'm, I'm talking to they're people too, like they're not doing, nobody's doing this like intentionally, but at the end of the day, like I'm still a human trying to get home Mm -hmm. and I don't have any of the resources now. Um, and I was being maybe a little dramatic, but I was also, you know, tired, emotionally spent now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I went to sleep. Finally, I stopped emailing people. And um, I get up the next day and I, I go to get on my flight. And I get in a car accident. A mm-hmm. cab. It's like money. a fender no. bender. And I'm like, <laughs> not I'm shaking my fist. You know, like, you know, see, what if I didn't, what if I needed to call? Someone? Yeah, <laughs> you literally were having
0: the worst 24 oh. to 48 hours ever.
1: It was pretty, luckily it was very minor. I was not hurt. Uh, It was, you know, I got to the airport, everything's fine. But then let me tell you, there is nothing like 30 hours of travel to think about your life decisions and how you have gotten there laid off in Australia, coming home, you know, with like six weeks of severance. Um, It was like a lot of time to myself and to my thoughts. I don't know if that was healthy, but it was fine. Um and I landed and I, you know, er- everything else kind of like shook out. I mean, there was a lot of issues with like um severance pay because I I had all these outstanding charges that no one could approve because they'd laid everybody above me off. Oh, like there God. was like there was all these like so your boss was laid off? Like yeah, my manager was laid off, so she couldn't approve nobody could approve the expense reports then they were like withholding a severance i had to like cuz i'm sure there you was had a lot of, lot of expenses from australia uh, It was like $20,000 oh, yeah what it's, well because we had had this big event that we had to put on a corporate card and it was like a it was like a, ha- a happy hour and so we had to pay with a credit card and you know none of these things seem like that big of a deal when you're employed well, but yeah. then suddenly
0: you know <laughs> you're you're, like, you're I'm not. that back <laughs> asap
1: yeah, it was fun. Um, looking back, it it was I mean, it's pretty funny that the way it all like kind of went down. But um, again, though, I got really fortunate. I landed a job within six weeks. So it it was scary and you know tough and all that for the moment. But then but then it all kind of worked out.
0: Yeah. So tell us about the new role, which I'm assuming is the
1: most current role, which is no longer the role that you're in. Yeah, so, I mean, I still, um, I went to a great startup, um, had a great time, got acquired, and then I went to another startup, and again, had a great time, um, but I think as most of us know, like, it's been a tough economy, and we're seeing a lot of layoffs, I'm I'm calling it the season of layoffs. Um, Child, when is know. the season going to be over, because I feel like... <laughs> This is had so many episodes. <laughs> I know. I know. It's um it's it's definitely tough, right? And so this time I think I was really prepared. I I saw I kind of saw it coming. Um, I knew we were, you know, having challenges. Um and and again, every time you go through something like this, you're more and more capable of handling it. Um and and I think at the end of the day, like I said earlier, everyone is a human. The person giving you the news on the other side of the phone, yeah, like they're 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 a person they don't they're not having fun doing this it's not it's not like they're not bad people like it just it, it's just a disappointing business decision mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of growth <laughs> and a lot of time in australia you know to get you there but um that's that's kind of what i've really had to accept and learn is that you know it's it isn't personal and and it's you still go through the phases of grief it's still not a enjoyable experience but but it's It's also just like part of part of business and and not taking it personally and not not feeling the frustration with the human that is giving you the news or the way it all goes down. Like there's always like little things you wish might have been different. But at the end of the day, like people are still people on the other side, too. Yeah. So.
0: Okay, so now you're at this former employer. You're laid off from there. That was 90 days ago, correct?
1: Yes. 90
0: days. What was your thought process like? What was that first week after you got the news like? What was your kind of strategy at this point? Because honestly, you have become a layoff expert. You know, we're- <laughs> I know, right?
1: Three times, 15 years. Um, I wonder if there's like a... a- you know, Guinness Book of Records. I could like enter into. I don't know, but if um, you, uh,
0: if there is somebody who has done it like the most times in the world, please, I have a spot for you on the show. <laughs>
1: um, I, you know, the first week, I it was still kind of the end of, um, it's still pretty hot here in in North Carolina, so, um, the pool wasn't quite closed yet. We had like one more week, so I took some time. I have a a young, a young toddler. So he kept going right on to daycare and I tried (laughs) to take some rest. Um, Startups are, startups are hard. I was working really hard hours. I was, I was genuinely giving it my, myself. I, I, I genuinely care about work. I, I, I don't know how to turn off all the time. So I'm very invested in, in my career. And, and so sometimes that, that's a bad thing. And so I tried to take a little breather. Mm-hmm. Um, again, didn't last long cause I am impatient. Um, so <laughs> well, I went right back when into, it comes to like, job
0: search though, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. So I just kind of went right back to it. Um, and you know, I have a very supportive, um, husband and, and family and I'm very, very privileged to say that. Like I, I know not everyone has right. that support. Um, and and so I just kind of took it easy for a couple of days um, and then got right back into it.
0: Okay. And then what happened the next week?
1: Well, <laughs> let's see. I guess it would have been a couple of weeks later. Uh-huh. Um, my husband got laid off. Yeah. Yeah, about-
0: folks, you heard it. She <laughs> was laid off three times in her career, left abandoned in Australia with no cell phone, car accident, came back on a, <laughs> a 30-hour flight, gets another job, and then another job, and then another job, and gets laid off again, and then weeks later her husband gets laid off, making them both officially hilariously unemployed.
1: Yeah. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, if you you can't make it up, right? Like it's it happened. Um, my my husband is steady Eddie, right? Like my husband has always had a career that he's consistent in. He's been at his last company for seven years, so we really he wasn't expecting it, and um and I get to kind of help him. I've, I've I've gotten the opportunity to help him navigate because it, like I said, that first time when I was in my back, your back. Oh, that's so weird. I'm so sorry. Maybe my husband's fancy fancy machinery. <laughs>
0: hey has time Um, to start that podcast now I know right no better time than being hilariously unemployed to start a podcast I don't know where you lost me at I'm sorry no you were talking about your husband being kind of steady Eddie and always having a career that was pretty steady and him having been with that company for seven years
1: yeah and so now he's kind of processing like that sort of experience right that I've that I've had Mm -hmm. um and and it's hard because I can't I can't hold his hand through all of it because I'm also still trying to you know do it for myself yeah um and but yeah so it's just you know kind of going through this together is both good and bad right Mm -hmm. more uncertainty so what
0: advice did you give him when he first got the news? Because I'm sure if he hasn't been through this, it was a little
1: shocking for him. Yeah. Um, I think I really kind of just said, uh, put on your big girl panties because we don't have the luxury of time. <laughs> now, <sorry. laughs> this man in mid with you through three layoffs,
0: <laughs> your big girl panties, we ain't got time. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that terrible? Um, no, I, it's. Women just, do not play.
1: <laughs> when your <laughs> man
0: loses a job, just know so you got like three weeks to get it together. <laughs> we are not playing with you. figure yeah. out. Find a hobby. Find some way to make things happen.
1: <laughs> I know he's such a great person too. So I'm like, I'm totally hating on him right now. Um, I I think because he's the calm, cool, collected one of us, mm-hmm. like. He doesn't need that type of handholding from me. He actually needs me to kind of be like the pusher. Okay. And and I am happy to be the bulldog. Like, put me in coach. You know, <laughs> like, I'm good with that. Um, but yeah, it's it has been its own like set of challenges.
0: So what do y'all's days look like? Are you like setting aside hours to job search together? What are your strategies since both of you are kind of in this together now?
1: Uh, Yeah. Let's see. Did I get lost again? No, we can hear you.
0: Okay, sorry.
1: Um. So most most days we're both. Uh, he has an office upstairs. I'm downstairs, mm-hmm. and most days we're just in there, kind of, you know, applying, and he's keeping me updated on how his is going, and same. I'm like a salesperson right now. I have a I have a pipeline. I'm you know <laughs> tracking. I'm tracking it all. Right, like I am full in. Yeah. Um. And and he's kind of taking on some of those, like, advi- some of that advice, too. He's trying to be more, you know, more, I guess, like, put together with how he's keeping track of it all. Yeah. So both
0: of you are currently hilariously unemployed. If there is an employer who happens to be listening to my show right now, looking for someone with your level of marketing expertise, having come from a weapons to. <laughs> to cyber security and health what would your what would you want an employer to know about you what is your elevator pitch um i promise not to send any emails from australia um (laughs) don't leave my girl in australia that's the only thing i can ask for her next employer don't do
1: that okay (laughs) no um you know i'm i'm I would say I have 15 years of experience. I've been across industries, but really I, I focus mainly on that demand gen function, you know, digital field partner marketing, and I have deep expertise there, but I, I'm also a Jack of, or Jane of all trades. I, you know, and startup life, I've done a little bit of everything. And I think that can be really powerful um, because I really understand the full, the full life cycle of market marketing and how it all works together. Um, and, yeah, I'm just looking for a great group of people that can laugh with me or at me, either one, mm-hmm. um, and have a good time, you know, doing the work.
0: And what would your ideal next role be?
1: Um, probably, again, like that head of demand gen or um, head of field marketing. Those are roles. And if it's a small enough uh, team, I think even head of marketing, I you know, I could, could own. Um, yeah, you could. Yeah. You could own them. <laughs> remember, I've got that weapon
0: experience. I mean, um, yeah, if I hear somebody was able to market some weapons and I feel like they can market toothbrushes, they can market. What you're saying, you should start selling my TikTok shop. I mean, uh, <laughs> you have um, some extreme experience. Yeah. So do not downplay it. You can definitely be the head of somebody's
1: marketing somewhere. It's been, it was a lot of fun. Um, but- you know, I I think, too, it's just um, it's just about finding the right fit all around. Right. Like there's so there's so many great people looking and there's so many great opportunities. It's you know, I want to be with good people with a good product and where I can have an impact.
0: Absolutely. That's a way to put a bow on it. So not only have you been, you know, kind of searching for yourself, assisting your husband in his search, but you just came up with this idea to support others who've been impacted in the same way that myself and unfortunately you and your husband have been. Please share with my audience what that is.
1: Yeah, I'm calling it a uh, hashtag lift up the laid off and really the idea came from seeing so many people who have been impacted by layoffs, and it's been really difficult for them to find their next role. We're coming into the holiday season, which is already a tough season for a lot of people, but even made more so by you know not knowing where your next paycheck is coming from. And um, I know a lot of them have children, and it's a tough time to to not be able to you know you're trying not to show that economic pain. Um and so the idea is really drop um your Amazon wish list mm-hmm. um into a spreadsheet and I've shared it on my on my LinkedIn and then hopefully someone else that is kind of feeling a little more fortunate right now mm-hmm. would buy one of those gifts for your kids and just kind of a small, very small way to get back this season. I, I very much recognize there are big, big world things happening right now. This is just a drop in the bucket. But um, if it can help a family feel a little less stress this season, that'd be great.
0: Yeah. And it's honestly, is not a drop in the bucket star because people, sometimes people are not thought of. And sometimes something that you think is so small, is so meaningful to someone else. I know throughout my layout process, what meant the most to me when I was, you know, really in the thick of it was my friend, as she is, she would send me Dunkin' Donuts gift cards because, I love to have a latte every single day. And like, no, she wasn't changing my life with the Dunkin' Donuts gift card, but she was keeping me motivated and keeping me in my routine and keeping my spirits up because she was funding my very expensive $8 latte (laughs) habit. Now, your girl's been working and I can afford my own now, unfortunately, but... (laughs) But it doesn't change the sentiment and how grateful I was for just that that small act. Because it seemed small to her, but like it meant the most to me because I was able to just, hey, this is my routine. I go to the gym, I get my Dunkin' Donuts, I come home, I work. So that part of my routine was not lost just because my job was lost. But now I've got so many opportunities and a podcast. Anyone have any questions? Go ahead and raise your hand. Other than that, Star, what resources, what tips, what tricks, and what advice would you give to the audience of Hilarious, um, and to people who are impacted by layoffs in between employer employers right now, and just trying to figure it out career wise?
1: Yeah, uh, two words: shamelessly network. I, I, it is so uncomfortable. I know it is. I'm, I know that it's so awkward. You see a job, you look at the company, you don't know anyone as a first connection on LinkedIn check those second connections and then reach out to those people and ask them for that introduction or referral. It is the most effective way I have found so far in getting conversations. And you know, you might think, oh, I don't really know them that well or I don't remember, what if they don't remember me? Who cares? You can't get a no if you don't ask first. And I would say a lot of the conversations that I've had, even though they haven't worked out yet, a lot of them have been because I have asked for an introduction, and um, you know all those other <laughs> applications I'm submitting, I'm not getting through right, because yeah. we're up against so much um, competition, so shamelessly network, do not feel uncomfortable. Or if
0: you do feel uncomfortable, do it anyway. Yeah, do it through the uncomfortability. I mean, honestly, when you are unemployed, you have to become a salesperson. You have to learn how to market yourself. You have to get out there if you want that next job. So don't be shy and don't be ashamed. We are breaking the stigma. Don't be embarrassed. You don't got no job. Me neither. Okay. Tell everybody because somebody (laughs) might be holding on to that next position. Do not be ashamed, folks. Star, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story with me. It is truly one that made me belly laugh because Australia, sis, that's crazy. Um, (laughs) I am very hopeful that both you and your husband will find employment very soon. I know that you are working very hard to make that come to fruition for the both of you. Is there any last words you'd like to leave with my audience before I do my wrap-up rant?
1: Um, I guess just, you know, for all of the things I say at the end of the day, I know I've had some amazing experiences, worked with some amazing, amazing humans, and, you know, gotten to travel and do a lot of really cool things because of the jobs I've had. And so I don't want to take away from any of, you know, that and how grateful I've been to be part of it. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to finding that next opportunity. And You know, if you do send me to Australia, I will go, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to take Australia off the list of where you could send me. (laughs) She will go, but but she will be bringing a personal cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. No, but thank, thank you for letting me tell my story and for having
0: me. Absolutely. It has been my pleasure. Y'all heard it here, folks. This has been episode 17 of the Hilariously Unemployed. I'll name this episode later, but I'm sure it's going to have something to do with Australia. It might be called the down under. I don't know, maybe a play on something like that, but we'll figure it out once I listen back and edit this podcast. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us again on this Friday. Look around, look into the audience, everybody that you see, go ahead and hit that connect button. Definitely connect with me and connect with Star. If there's anybody in your network hiring or hilariously unemployed, please consider my podcast a resource. You can find The Hilariously Unemployed on all podcast platforms. That means Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere you get your podcasts on. I don't ask for any favors except for you all to leave me a five-star review, subscribe, download, and share with the family member or friend so we can keep doing what it is that we do. We will not have an episode next Friday because I'm going to see my bestie in Nashville. So when y'all see me acting up, mind your business. This has been The Hilariously Unemployed. I'm the big speaker, y'all. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye.